sci-fi i'm wade i'm willie and i'm aaron this is a podcast about paranormal and contemporary mythology today's episode is brought to you by michael armijo i hope is the pronunciation <laughs> armijo i don't know i don't know oh it could be armijo armijo uh well thanks for being a friend of charquan if you want to be a friend of charquan go to patreon.com slash real life sci-fi you get two bonus episodes a week and a lot of other stuff too. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring the yeah. stickers on stage again. God damn it! I I'm got stickers made finally. We got some stickers. We're gonna be giving them to the friends of Charles Kwan. So if you're like a a sucker for stickers, then you better get on there. It's patreoncom sci-fi. We do a Twitch two times a week, Tuesday afternoons and Thursday nights. Uh, on twitch.tv slash real life sci-fi let's welcome aboard the SSRLSF it's our good friend television writer Julia Presco thanks so much for having me guys thanks for being here thanks for being my morning zoo crew soundboard for a moment yeah of course I, 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 I. Yeah, we're about to do this. And I do that. You always have to throw that in too. I'm at a flush, flush. Yeah, married with children, flush. Of course, we all love it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So, how into um, this world are you of like paranormal and contemporary mythology? I will say I can summarize it as I don't believe in ghosts, but I respect them. So if I if I cross paths with what is very clearly a ghost, I'll be like, all right, but this you, is your territory. <coughs> but I'm happen? not like I don't know. I to, I don't jump to ghosts exist. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Don't get too specific because we do have a a, a quiz for you. Okay. And oh. ghosts is on the quiz. Okay, I won't say anymore. <laughs> so I don't want you to have to repeat yourself. Yeah, yeah. I do but, have a ghost uh, story though. But oh, yes. maybe that's for later too. Save her for that list. Okay. I remember that. Oh, you list. do have a you have a ghost story? I allegedly lived in a haunted house uh, up until okay. Uh, pause right there. <laughs> We're gonna hear very that. Strict for I know what he just said before. It's okay to stray from topics, oh, yeah. but it's a very strict format. <laughs> I understand. So strict. Just tell me what you want me to say. And I, we're just, stand. I just. <laughs> Basically, do you ever do like deep dives on YouTube or anything about like any any like kind of like crazy stories that you've heard or anything like that? A little bit. I, I, the thing is, too, in me being respectful of ghosts, I'm afraid of them. So maybe I do believe. <laughs> um, but I, the closest I've come to that was I heard about this TikTok where a woman, her whole account is that she bought this old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, I think in like Nebraska. And it's fucking haunted as shit. And like her TikTok is just videos of like things moving. How legit are they? Do you think? Do you think uh, she's people faking are it? saying very legit? Really? Yeah. And so oh, I, I like I was this. like I'll see about this, and I like clicked on it, and like lasted half a TikTok. So, <laughs> and then just immediately bailed. So that's about as far as I go with the rabbit hole. My husband is more into like YouTube rabbit holes for for everything, but I think also conspiracy theory stuff. Um, just as like a, a curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's fun. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. It's it kind of fun. fun. Yeah, it's like kind of modern fun. day weirdo fairy tales. Do you have any <laughs> any one that um that will get? I mean, and we we'll do the top. Don't say the topic one, but do you have any other like um kind of conspiracy theory things that that have drawn you in a little bit? Mm, well, I will say because Bigfoot is right there. Yeah. Um, it makes me. I this is not something I believe in, but something that I am um delighted by uh, do you guys uh, ever do like the deep dive on the warrens who did like the annabelle series or the conjuring they did like that their real life story inspired all of those movies oh yeah the family yeah yeah so after like that happened in their lives apparently the wife had a lot of like weird little stories that she just sort of like it, it, not, it wasn't on Reddit, but it was like on the 70s version of Reddit, like local newspaper kind of thing. And one of them was about um, Bigfoot and how she was like called by some person who lived out in the woods like, hey, Bigfoot is here. And she went out to investigate and saw that Bigfoot was actually a woman and wrote this whole article about how it was like a woman scorned in the middle of the forest. And I just find the levels of that really delightful. It's not a theory I <laughs> ascribe to, but I'm just like, oh, the Annabelle lady went out into the middle of That's, the forest yeah. that to, blows... see, to see a, a fierce feminist Bigfoot in the middle <laughs> of the forest doing her thing. And I just love how fucking weird that is. But doesn't that, that like ruins their whole thing, right? If what, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were haunted, and then also uh, I saw Bigfoot, it, and it's a female. You mean it appears that the credibility of, yes, like, yes. yeah. Well, then, it's weird, because yeah. the other side of that is, well, if you can perceive paranormal things, maybe you can perceive more. Uh, get the That's fuck what, out of I here. mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty far on the I don't believe in Bigfoot anymore kind of yeah. spectrum, but that kind of makes more sense to me. It's like, if you're on yeah. the psychic spectrum already... Then of course you should be able to see psychic Sasquatch. But then you're writing your own lore. It's a female, and I know. But yeah. I mean, who's but just then you look at the world through your own lore, right? Like yeah. we all have like internalized biases, so maybe there's something to that, and we're all the star of our own story. And supposedly that what's the footage called? The famous Patterson Gimlet. The Patterson, Patterson Gimli. Gimlin. Gimlin. Whatever. That's supposedly a female Bigfoot in that. Okay. Well, how titties. do they breed? There has to be. I'm sure they are, but you could put a male bear and a female bear in front of me, and I wouldn't know which is which. One has tits. Have you ever seen a, a male cat? Have you ever actually seen a male cat? Yeah, they have yeah, little balls. I have two. <laughs> do they have dicks? I've not seen the dick. But... So how would you know? They could be anything. <laughs> They're so funny, I don't know. Though. My husband handled all that before I arrived on the picture. My female <laughs> cat has a male name, and the vet is constantly calling him he. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Oh, well, I just think like you can't tell the sex. How could you tell the sex of a Bigfoot? You've never seen a Bigfoot dick. I just, well, I think she was just yeah. like reading a vibe too. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying well, that, that this is like absolute that really fact. <laughs> That's just like the faith argument. Yeah. You wouldn't know unless you felt God. I mean, you wouldn't know unless you felt Bigfoot, Wade. I know. You wouldn't know uh, unless you studied quantum mechanics. It works for everyone. We do something here on the show called the Sob Scale. The Sob Scale. Sob Scale. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, a lot of our listeners hate it. Because of the babies. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like hearing a siren in a rap song while you're driving. And you're like, yeah, exactly. What the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there a baby in you my just- house? That I don't know about? And it seems to be in distress. <laughs> yeah. I need to feed this baby. Oh, God. Yeah, that's like fight or flight animalistic <laughs> yeah. turned on. <laughs> so the sob scale stands for skeptic or believer. Mm-hmm. It's five question quiz. At the end, you will be rated anywhere between zero and five. If you're more of a five, you're more of a believer. If you're more of a zero, you're more of a skeptic. Okay. Are you ready to be weighed on the sob scale? Yes. Fuck me up. All right. First question, three-parter. Do you believe in aliens? If so, have they visited Earth? If so, have they visited Earth in the last 300 years? Ooh. I do believe in aliens because I think it's presumptuous for us to think that we are the only intelligent life in Mm -hmm. this whole galaxy. Um I do believe that they've probably touched down um, on Earth. Uh, I don't think that they're as invested in fucking up our shit as us humans think that they are. Again, presumptuous and thinking that we're like the most important things in the world. I think it's more of like this like, huh, interesting. And then moving on to whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And then what was the third part of that? I can't remember. Have they been here in the last 300 years? Yeah, probably. Like pyramids and stuff. Like, Do you think aliens helped build the pyramids? I mean, again, I don't think that they are in, as involved as... Like, I don't think that they built Stonehenge. I don't think that they built the pyramids. I think that they've, like, touched down and been like, what the fuck is this? And then moved on. Or in, like, a nope kind of style, maybe there's been... <laughs> I mean, maybe... I don't know. In a nope kind of style, maybe they've, they've touched down and, like, fed and then left. I don't know. Can I just don't think that drink they're, some like... Water? I don't think they're drumming up designs. I don't think that they're like fucking with architecture on our planet. Yeah. Can we pause okay. the scale real quick? Okay. Just to talk about nope. Boop. Okay. Is nope. I have a theory. I hate to say it. Okay. I think Jordan Peele is the new M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, no. I think that's unfair to say because I, I did hear that that movie was three hours long and he had to cut it down. That, and I feel like you lose a lot of good story making when you have to cut shit down. Right. I think that's unfair to say because it is not, it's not technically his sophomore effort, but it's still early. So I think it's unfair to say for such a young filmmaker. But also, though, uh, take away the, the paranormal aspect of that movie and it's still a good story. Yeah. Mm. Nope. Yep. <laughs> what would you have done with a pass, Wade? <laughs> I would have not done any of it. I would have been like, "What are you doing? Do another analogy? Mo- like, what is the analogy here? There's nothing. There's no subtext to it at all." I think. I think the subtext is um, like people of color in the industry back in the day, and to now being treated the same as the animals that they're handling. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. What does that have to do with the and aliens? And the draw to a spectacle and how that sort of distorts how we treat each other, how we treat See, I didn't, get, I didn't get that message at all. And the alien really? fits in because the Asian guy who was a child on this set and dealt with like a, an animal actor that fucking killed people. Also, is spoiler now, alert. If you, well, haven't, if seen you haven't seen it, deal with I it. I just watched it. That's why I'm asking. Um, the <laughs> alien is like part of his show. He's trying to treat it the same and it does the same thing. But they the never even thing. showed right. that. And, and so I didn't know if he was conning. Like prop. I didn't know if he was conning them or, or if that was real. If he was conning them. They never them. showed him do the show where the alien showed up and did what he said they were going to do. And so when he started talking about it, I was like, Oh, this is like fake. He's got his kids dressed up as aliens. 
I didn't know that they actually used the aliens for the show. No, he well, he wasn't doing it as a, that was the first time that he was doing yeah. it in front of an audience. If you there's like parts of the movie where you can see lights off in the distance from like our main character's farm, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And that's like him touching down with that alien and basically testing out what will eventually become the show. Oh, I miss that. And and the fact <laughs> that that farm Maybe keeps I'm buying just horses, keeps yeah, buying horses. Like one feed. after the other to feed to them, but they and find that out later. Also about processing trauma and the way that he's processed trauma as being a kid in this like insane tragedy is to basically dictate what the authority figures at that time in his life had done with this monkey, which is like, okay, you know, let's use this other big living thing that could be very dangerous, but let's like try and domesticate it in a way that <sighs> is going to be for entertainment and that'll justify why we're domesticating it. Uh, but what's the what's the point? And, and honestly, <laughs> See, like, I love that you go into like this huge detailed explanation <laughs> and Wade's just like, and Wade's like, no, 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 no. Like, no. What's the point? No, man? you're totally, you're totally right. But at the end of the day, what's the point? And like of anything? No, <laughs> no, no of, of the story. Like, don't train animals. I mean, it's it, not about one thing, just like all art. It's it can't be just one lesson because then it'd be so A to B they would be well, boring. I guess there I'm just too stupid. I'm just too stupid to understand Jordan Peele. And I think that's it. He's a genius, and I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and that movie was great, even though it was boring. <laughs> all right, well yeah, let's press play. Let's yeah. press play on okay. the, uh, the sob hit, scale. Yeah, hit play. Boop. Ghosts. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in them? So as I've said. Tell your um, ghost story. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got I heard the story from my mom on like a really long road trip when I was like twelve years old. So it's like real prime nightmare fuel time in my life. Very long road trip. She goes, "Did I ever tell you about how when uh, the house that we were uh, in before the divorce? My parents got divorced when I was oh, four, sorry. obviously." Um, and what that, are you saying? Uh, explains the jacket. Explains the jacket. No, I don't know. Being being a comedian, comedy writer person, um, but that that house was haunted. So, uh, according to legend, well, actually, this is a fact. The house that they bought um, was empty for many years, and the previous owner uh, was this man who took his own life in the house mm-hmm. and um i think it happened in the master bedroom and so when we moved in um some of the neighbors approached my parents and were like uh hey just so you know like this was boarded up there was no electricity but we would see lights on all the time uh, and we would see uh, a silhouette of somebody who looked like this guy it was no. like you know it, it was a north hollywood neighborhood people that had been there for like decades and were like yeah we knew him um so just so you know like keep an eye out and my mom was like oh, all right and then she started to feel just like weird fucking vibes in the house specifically every time that she would enter the master bedroom and, and you know this was sort of gradual but she started to feel a pressure on her shoulders um and i think only she was experiencing this i don't think my dad did um and it got to a point where it was like it just felt like truly like two hands on her shoulders and then one day she was on her way to church and she reported that she was feeling really really sick um and the closer that she like traveling to her church she felt like sicker the closer she got to the threshold um, which feels like a deleted scene in The Exorcist. But yeah, then yeah. <laughs> she said that that was very convincing. Like all of the other elements was like, okay, we need to get somebody to like sage this fucking house from the inside out. So she brought a priest from her church and they basically performed an exorcism. And she reports that 
never happened again. She never felt bad vibes. Ugh. But then she told me, <laughs> she goes, then there was this other alien thing that happened in the backyard. But that's another story for another day. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. She said that uh, our backyard, like there was a house in our backyard that tenants were in. And that they uh, reported seeing some alien activity in the sky one night, told her about it. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, and then one day, it was like a couple days, our cat went missing. And then when it came back, there was like a shaved like square on its <gasps> stomach. That she, and she was like, what the fuck is this? And maybe like mentioned it in passing to the neighbors, and they were like, "I bet it's the aliens." <laughs> so that's yeah. a two for story. That's uh, a ghost story. It was story probably and the aliens. It wasn't me. It, was yeah. it, was, it totally wasn't me. I'm now, not a freak. A total possibility. I don't eat cat hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a total possibility that these neighbors were like on drugs and shaving cats. <laughs> yeah, it's like where <laughs> are you living? The, the second you get there, they're like, "Oh, your place is haunted. Um, and there's aliens." Yeah. <laughs> the it's coolest place ever. Yeah. It, the, the, on the ghost thing, I don't know. I've heard a lot of ghost stories in North Hollywood. There's like something about, and just in the valley in general, there's something about all of the houses there were built uh, after World War II. Um, the house I'm currently living in in Van Nuys is built around that time. So, you know, it's just like all 1940s structure, all like hopes and dreams poured into these weird houses that are kind of frozen in time. And then I just feel like a lot of ghosts are floating around occupying these little corners of the valley but you don't believe in ghosts right but i don't okay. i don't want to i think that's really more of it right, right that right. in order to sleep at night yeah and like every place that i move into i'm like is there a ghost well Show that's yourself. the thing like if, if you're if your neighbors had <laughs> never told your mom the scary ghost thing would she have ever actually felt like the shoulders and by the way i don't know I have a tight neck all the time. I would love a ghost that would just give me a neck yeah, massage. Yeah, could you go down? Uh, could you go up? <laughs> a little, a little more on the right. Yeah. Just don't comment on how good of a job they're doing, because then they'll just stop. <laughs> don't you don't want to make it them. weird. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that feels good, ghost. Yeah. The minute you start making noises, Ooh. they stop. Yeah. Because then they think you're the ghost. Right. Yeah, they think you're the creep. Huh? <laughs> I just wish that well, like when you looked for apartments on Craigslist, it would be like two bedroom, four twenty friendly, no ghosts. <laughs> like just oh, man. that sort of verified. Like okay, now I can step into this environment. So that's sort of where I'm at with it. Um, um, what is it? Psychics? No, you were right. Oh, Bigfoot. Do I believe in Bigfoot? I believe that the the Warren lady saw Bigfoot. Um, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's so many animals that we've yet to um, like discover on this. Oh, planet. really? Name one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. um, so I believe that there. I believe that there is like some animal out there that we've yet to like, you know, put into our system. So you're open. Samples. You're open. I'm to open. It. Yeah. Um, psychics. Yeah, I think some people are like picking up some energies, but. I don't know how far that goes. And I feel like some people, of course, like make it a boutique industry and try to amp up what they are tapped into. Um, but I... Have you been to a psychic? I have, but it was, I, it was like absolutely bunk because I went with a friend and the psychic immediately like clocked us as a couple and just like went with that. And I was like, well, uh, <laughs> no. Hey, hit or miss. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even if you miss, you still got to pay. I know, I know. It was, it was a big swing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She told, she told me I was going to have three kids, all boys. By the time I'm 30, I'm past 30. 
Um, so that did not come to pass. So, but I, you know, I'm open to going again, you know, <laughs> but not this lady but though, not right? this lady right. off the freeway. I think it would always be fun to see a psychic just to hear what batshit weird things they tell you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, this is probably a weird analogy, but I kind of put it on par with like, it feels as nice as getting like your hair braided. Like if somebody told me like, I'm going to braid your hair and that's going to make your hair grow better. I'll go, sure. Why not? I don't care. But it feels good to have your hair braided in that moment. So I feel like it's, yeah, oh my everyone never... loves to be touched <laughs> <laughs> or a massage. I've always oh, okay. my you know? my thing about psychics is um, it's not that I because I do believe in that that some people yes yeah a lot of people are making money, but I, my head would wrap around anything they said and like and like change too many things or whatever like was that what, you don't is want... that why I shouldn't have eaten that thing and then I'll like yeah. just get out of your head yeah yeah and and I've not really been as deep into astrology as it seems like every other millennial and Gen Zer is right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I am around people like just yesterday, a friend of mine who's really in astrology, I mean, she was rolling out shit. I didn't even know existed. She was like, yeah, I'm going to go to this astrological cartographer and get my map done. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like yeah. what? And she explained that it was like, they go, you know, they take all of your birth information, which also just feels like you're opening yourself up to identity theft. <laughs> but um, she's like, take all your birth information. And they tell you what like places in the world that if, if you wanted to move somewhere, you would have great energy there. And so I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, but she also like, again, I don't really dig too deep into astrology, but I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm an Aries. My husband, I guess, is a Capricorn. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're like this. Your husband's like this. And it was truly to a T. And so there's that, too, where I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know. There's like something about it. And it's nice to hear. But I don't like hang my beliefs on it. Like, don't make decisions off of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you believe that we live in a simulation? I don't know. I'm open. <laughs> I don't believe that... Well, I like to believe that there are like parallel worlds that are happening and that hopefully this is a better one, even though it's quite bad. It's crazy. <laughs> this one's crazy. Yeah. Trump was the president. I trip out sometimes. Trump is wacky. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little wacky it's here. A little it's a little crazy. A little wacky. A little wacky here. I trip out sometimes on, so on like random. butterfly effect stuff of like sliding doors style, like one decision having, you know, that reverberation. Um but then ultimately, you know, it's like more of a fantasy of like, God, I wish I could jump to another parallel universe, but you can't. You could quantum leap into one. Mm, yeah. No, that's the same universe. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're talking about sliders. But I oh, don't, right. I don't believe we're like in the matrix, if that's okay. where you were going. Yeah, sort of. Are you religious? You're, you, you mentioned no. your mom went to church. Did you ever go to church? Yeah, I grew up going to church. Um, but then when I was around 12 or 13, our pastor embezzled tens of thousands of dollars from the congregation. Oh, so oh, I kind oh, of oh, gave oh. up going to church after that. Oh. <laughs> but I always was kind of like, this is kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, only yeah. like, I, I was just a scared kid. So I only like really engaged with it on a God-fearing level of like, please, God, don't smite me. Sure. I remember hearing that The Exorcist was based on a true story, and I was like, no, it fucking isn't. Not in my house. Like, I got very scared. So <laughs> it was really more out of fear than, like, um, there is a, a sky daddy upstairs that is, right. like, puppeteering all of this. Yeah. Well, I think you're a, what What do you say? I'd say three. Yeah, I'd say a three. Okay. All right, is you're a three, good? so you're right in the middle. Great. You're n neither a skeptic nor a believer. You just have an open mind. 
It's a good place to be. It's yeah. a hard one to get. Yeah. Good. Willie? Great. Hit us with that topic. Tonight on Real Life Sci-Fi, theater superstitions. All the world is a stage. All of the actors are superstitious. Have you been backstage? Whether you believe in theater superstitions or not, everyone will tell you exactly how to act when you are backstage. Uh, So tonight we're tackling all these theater superstitions on Real Life Sci-Fi. So you... You're doing a podcast? I'm starting a podcast. Yeah. So it's not out yet. It's not out yet. I'm doing I'm doing the pre roll pre um, the pre pre marketing pre circuit, <laughs> but it's but but it's it's gonna happen. Oh yes, um, but it's a podcast called The Worst Place in the World, and it's uh, basically like how did this get made, but with theater. So talking about like the biggest Broadway flops and the real life waiting for Guffman off 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 Broadway shows um, and everything in between. And and Hamilton. <laughs> and Hamilton. He I hates hate Hamilton. Hamilton. He hates it. I can't, I can't get with you on that team. So we're two for two with Nope and Hamilton. <laughs> what do you dislike about Hamilton? The rapping is corny. Yeah. Well, can I say before, maybe this will bond us because I was on your team basically before I saw it. Yeah. Like we had tickets for it and my husband Mike and I, like the day we were going, we were like, oh God, what is this going to be like? Hi, my name is Hamilton. I don't give a Damilton. Like, you know, just making fun of it all day. The yes. worst. That was a terrible joke. But we were doing that. I just do like that rip rap, rippity rap, you know, yeah. terrible. And then and then we sat down, lights dim, first five minutes of the show. I turned to Mike. We are both weeping. And I just went, it's so fucking good. No. So, but have you seen it live? Have you only no. seen like the Disney Plus? You haven't engaged with it at all. I haven't seen it. I've just heard. At that. least oh, watch no. the Disney Plus. It's I good. try. I try. It'll make you cry at the end, especially. Mm, I doubt it. Yeah. Well, are you somebody that gets moved by any live theater? Live theater? Yeah. I've been to maybe two plays my whole all life. All right. I don't... So you're not the candidate. Yeah. Sorry, Wade. It's yeah. not really. I'm not the audience, I guess, for it. Mm. Do you feel left out? Like you wish that you were the audience for it? No, because I don't like, I don't, I don't like going places. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's the that's hard. the number one thing you have to do to see a play. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Unless you're like an insane rich person and you hire J Lo to like perform, I don't know, our if, town in your living room. Oh right. my god, that would be incredible! <gasps> oh my god, let's do it. Give me a glaze in our town. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I was insanely rich, I would I would like to go out more. I just uh, everything's a pain in the ass. Like, can you only allow ten people in the theater tonight? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. the Book price. It out. Whatever the price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want this thing packed. But that's the irony. When you are insanely rich, I feel like everyone just comes to you, right? So mm-hmm. you should just be insanely rich. I'll never be insanely rich. I don't believe. That there should be insanely rich people. I think that uh, is that why you're not insanely rich. Play the lottery. <laughs> I know, right? How noble of you until until you get like a huge windfall. Um. Well, define insanely rich. I mean, <laughs> right? Is a billion insanely rich? Not in this market. Like Richie Rich. Not anymore. Not <laughs> like, anymore. Like McDonald's and roller coaster in your yeah. house, rich. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. That's insanely rich. I would. I would not be that rich. Okay. Well. 
He's gonna build a McDonald's and a roller coaster when he can who build is who are you talking about? Richie Rich. Oh, I was like, I thought somebody was doing that. Now I was like, what there is are this? people It'd who be... do that. You know, uh, Barbara Streisand has a mall yeah. under yeah. her house. Yeah, yes. she's kind of crazy. She's kind of crazy. I thought that it was an operating mall. I may be wrong. I thought it was an operating mall, but it's actually just a way to store all of her dolls and all of her other things. Right. That's I like in that a mall. Everybody That's that works there. Incredible. I love I know, right? that. Oh my god. Like, like it's like a walk-in closet. It, but on steroids like all of your stuff like Willie you'd have like a toy like a toy employee so, oh, no man. one can say her name and they all have to treat her like the best customer ever yeah is there, well it's just like Marie Antoinette she had um, a whole like you know village uh, a fake village that constructed next to Versailles so that she could like put on peasant cosplay and walk around and feel like she was a normal person and her and her girlfriends would do that like every day <laughs> that's that fucked like, up fun. That's like a fun Disneyland. In I know. Like I, I say it's fucked up, but I would do it too. I would if if, <laughs> if our richest friend was like, "Hey, yeah. put on these rags and let's go pretend to be poor." I mean, what is the difference between that and like a weird guy who has a backyard train? Yeah, there's no difference. <laughs> You're right. And we love backyard train guy. I love guy. backyard yeah. train guy. Yeah. Who's that? Walt Disney. Walt Disney, but then also my uncle had a backyard train. Oh, your uncle did? Yeah, well, he was like uncle by marriage. He was not a Nazi, (laughs) Wade. I'm tired of you spreading that propaganda. I'm tired of it. Walt Disney was a Nazi. (laughs) Really quick on the Richie Rich before we move on. Mm -hmm. If Richie Rich with a McDonald's in his house was real today, don't you think that like he would get immediately canceled for like the McDonald's employees in his mansion unionizing or him being against it? Or like, I just have always wondered about the logistics of the employees clocking in and out of the Richie Rich McDonald's right. mansion. I think I yeah. think he wouldn't get canceled because he has so much money that he could just union bust that shit. And his parents are super nice. That's true. And I feel like the McDonald's is part of a, like a food court system for all of the people that work on the Richie Rich. Right. And it's, oh, it's that they, makes it they, they want to be there. That's another thing too. Yeah, they're like, they're I would like I love working here more than a regular McDonald's. That's good. We don't have a rush. It would we be don't the have Best McDonald's doing, to work at. Yeah, we don't have somebody wilding out in the bathroom and, right. and things that will Nobody make you see God. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna splash our face Let's with hot coffee. Let's just wait till they leave and see what had, yeah. what he did wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm contemplating sorry, we're your out own of nuggets. Please don't call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Never have to worry about drive-through. Um, we so, went down that road. so we're talking about theater. Uh, uh, why superstitions. superstitions? I don't know why I can't put that together. Mm. Yeah. Do you, so. Do you know a bunch of these, or should we turn yeah, it over yeah. to Yeah, yeah. I was a theater kid. Um, and What's your biggest one that you don't cross? I don't say Macbeth in a theater. We are in a theater. This is a stage. No, this does not, not count. This What's is not where people on a stand. In the same vein, because of social media, all the world is a stage. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, but... It has to be a proper theater. Okay, there's with no, like seats and no shit. There's no seats. There's yeah. No. There's tons of seats. There's and three that, chairs right here and a couch. Uh, that to me, um, it's another one of those like, it was explained to me very early in my thespian stage did you do i'm sorry did you like in high school were you like doing plays and stuff yeah i went to an arts high school i went to la county high school for the arts um and was a theater department major there but once i got there i actually was like "Ooh, these people take it very seriously oh so you're talking even before that you were doing like i was doing middle school stuff yeah and then i was also doing church plays (laughs) um so the church that had the pastor who embezzled all that money we would do um these like play in a box productions that um you know if you were like 
any church in the Did nation. Did they charge for those? No, they. Oh, were okay, free. okay. No, that could be another. No, that's great. I'm glad the, that the they clues were right in front of us for all the money that he was stealing. Um, no, that was free. It was just like Sunday night. Come by. The kids are gonna do. You know, the plays were so terrible in a way that like it still baffles me. There was one that was a uh, western themed play called Giddy Up, Get Along, Gideon, and all of it was like based on a book in the Bible, and then they would just build something around it. Um, there was a baseball themed one called Sermon on the Mound. <laughs> there was uh, there was a play, and they were all musicals. That Did goes these without become saying. Hallmark movies? They're basically the same format, and they that. should because Hallmark movies are made in a weekend, as we all know. Um, <laughs> they're constantly looking for content. The last one I'll say uh, was a play about Nicodemus, uh, and it was called Nick at Night. Um, and not to brag, but um, my dad played Nicodemus while I was a child in that production, so I got to have a parent be there and be be special oh, <laughs> so that nice. is that a brag yeah it was i had a funny dad oh funny so you're bragging dad. about your dad not he you he had to audition for that role you just get beat it out of all the other dads all the other dads um, were dying to be nicodemus yeah so i did that and it was funny too like i also tried to be a child actor when i was because that's just what you do when you're growing up in the valley it's like that or sports and so uh, I remember like building my actor's resume and being like, all these church plays. And my mom being like, uh, maybe don't put those on there. <laughs> what? Uh. Why? <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, so I did that. And then I also did like, Glen- there was Glendale Center Theater, which was a community theater. So I would do some stuff over there. Um, and then I did a lot of plays in middle school. Um, I was the narrator in The Taming of the Shrew. What's that? That's not a role that exists in The Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, we do things a little bit differently at Millican Middle School. Um, so I did that. I was always like, you know, um, bum number five or like, you know, streetwalker number six or whatever. Um, but I just, I had a taste for it. And I just remember hearing like one of the first times that we put up a show in middle school, they were like, you can't say Macbeth. Right. And, you know, we weren't in the theater, but it's like, just call it the Scottish play. And they would tell us these like anachronistic stories about like, oh, you know, back in the olden days in the seventies, um, somebody said it on this stage and a light almost fell and hit them. So right. don't say it kids. Ah. Like, I think it was more just like campfire lore that they wanted to like. Yeah, put it's weird. Like they're like propagating yeah. it. They're like yeah. they're like indoctrinating you. That and yeah. and who's talking about Shakespeare plays in the back of a theater? Right, <laughs> theater majors. I mean, that's so true. Yeah. Like how the conversation often, like how before often does the scene come up. Like you're backstage doing your makeup. And you're like, oh, you know what I saw the other day? Macbeth. <laughs> no. We, well, I, we're course. going to Pizza Hut after this. We could have talked about it then. There, there was like yeah. an instance, though, when I was doing my research today. Uh, I forget what year it was, but there was a riot that started in New York that started in, in an argument no, between two dudes. Uh, there was two versions of Macbeth playing at the time, and these two dudes were getting a fight over who the best actor playing Macbeth was. And it spilled onto the streets and started a riot. Oh no! So I'm just what, saying. What era was this? This was like the I think it was like the 15 or 1600s. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. What are you guys arguing about? 
I have an opinion too. Let's get in on this. I also enjoy that actor. Yeah. Let me add I'd him. love to hear the Clash song about that Shakespeare, right? <laughs> That's just gangs in New York style, right? They yeah. just wanted to fight. Yeah, basically. But you know, like, I mean, it. you get all that training with stage combat. You got to put it somewhere. Uh, I all mean, right? that was one of the other things too. Like some of the other instances was like people doing Macbeth and there's some there's more sword fighting in that play than uh, most other common Shakespeare plays so people would either get stabbed mm. or there's two instances where uh, the dagger in one of the scenes was swapped out for a real dagger yeah and they're like oh my on stage and they're like <laughs> yeah so the great character did after the, that. Oh yeah my. Well, yeah, no. I mean, the you show have must to. go on, or or I guess depending on your commitment to Sparkle Motion, like you just <laughs> fully are in the scene. <laughs> you gotta let that guy bleed out. Yeah, mm, right. Unless he has a scene coming up, then yeah. then you gotta say right, him. right. But if he got stabbed in the play, I imagine he's dead. Yeah. So just, yeah. You know, but was it the was it the actor who switched it out, or did someone have some, one of the prop people like had beef with this dude? And they're like, well. I mean, one, one of the things is is that um, because Macbeth has three witches in it, mm -hmm. they think that quoting it or saying the name invokes the evil that uh, is part of these witches. That the play actually has like incantations built in. So yeah. saying Macbeth would cause things to be moved around, things to disappear from the prop table. Oh, it's mm. haunted. Right. It's not like some intern who was like really sleepy after lunch, like fucking things up. Is this the real one? Is right. this the fake one? But what Got I like it. about the Macbeth thing is that it, it, I think, really describes what it's like to be in the middle of a play production and like how like weird and spooky ooky you can get and, and further bonded you are by like, ooh, beware of the curse or... It just imbues what you're doing with like um, a heightened level of like wonder and magic. It makes like the shitty little Taming of the Shrew or shitty little, you know, whatever production that you're doing feel like elevated by that. Right. And I just feel like that's what makes it like so delicious and why so many people like attach to that one, whether or not it's true or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It just it just makes like, oh, what we're doing here is theater, children. Uh, I mean, that you makes know? sense. It's like, because they're basically cosplayers already, and then and then, and then then they just Costumed want... players? Why, yeah. yes. Why, yes. It is the theater. <laughs> but then they, yeah, but then it's just like, you know, they just need that extra level of like, this is important what we're doing. Yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. Just like the military. The exactly. same thing. Exactly. Yeah, but that's why I love about it because Acting is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Theater is embarrassing. All of it. Like the original title of my podcast was acting is embarrassing. Like it just is, you know, it's so weird to stand on stage and pretend to be somebody, especially in a theater setting. And maybe that's what you're picking up on in like a negative way. But I, you know, sit in the audience and I'm like watching a performer. And even if it's like, you know, Sutton Foster fucking just killing it, like completely, there is always going to be an element of, but this is kind of ridiculous right yeah but you need to have those other things that like elevate it right and it being ridiculous i think actually it like boomerangs back around to being like even more important because the fact that like people have committed to being in person to perform something to like you know the fact that we have modern technology where we don't really need live performance it just makes it even more special and magical when you like sit down and watch it unfold in front of you it's beautiful 
Well, thank you for that love letter to theater. Yeah. But... <laughs> Looking forward to this podcast. Yeah. Wait, uh... <laughs> I do want. I do want to bring up one other. Uh, I mean, there are many superstitions, but there's one important one that Wade is breaking right now. He's wearing blue. Oh yeah. Wade is wearing blue. You're not. But we're to not wear in blue. a theater. You already said that. Well, right. All right. Whatever. Though that one, not a ton of people believe. It just feels like you kind of tacked this on, didn't you? <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that people wouldn't wear blue. But right. there's also I also read one that was green. You couldn't wear green. Oh, really? But that comes from what plays used to be outside. Oh, because then, then you would blend in with like the forest. Yeah. It doesn't feel like bad luck to me as much as it feels like. It feels like the opposite. F- feels like like penny pinching costumers. Yeah. And producers going like know what i can't afford blue let's just say it's bad luck yeah right that's what we we saw when we did our research was that uh it was expensive to wear blue and wear blue colored things so the producers mm. the idea is so Back producers started days. this rumor so that yeah they, they wouldn't want to ask for blue I mean, props to them i'm imagining this is like shakespeare times when like textiles were very very expensive and only the noble people got to wear right. them, just go to Joanne's and yeah. through the clearance. Yeah, you can't just like tie dye something. Um, <laughs> I I respect the hustle of lying to wealthy people like that. <laughs> <laughs> I always salute my kings and queens. <laughs> yeah, I the another thing that has always like popped up to me of the superstitions too all, along that blue thing is like having a mirror on stage. Um, but that just feels like smart for not having audience members get distracted by their own like reflection in it. But that's supposed to be like a superstitious thing. Because yeah. also, God forbid, if you break that mirror during a scene, yeah, what? what but why? What's the what's the mirror thing? Like, what's the what's the superstition? That like. Is it just bad luck in general? It's just bad luck. There's a lot like- that are just like bad luck. I I didn't um I don't know the actual reason for the mirror thing, but I would imagine it's like probably in line with like a spirit can get trapped because well, a lot of people mirrors are yeah like very portals. big symbols for yeah. Did they have portals. to like hire twins if there was a mirror scene and and they just have them do that? <laughs> mind thing? I mean it was. Huh? I think oh. I, I think that there are exceptions with stagecraft that you can play in, into this scenario. <laughs> I just can't imagine a play that you would have to have a mirror. I mean, I feel like if I was in a play and I was holding a mirror, we we um we like doled it. Yeah, or just took the mirror portion out so it just looked like you had a, a mirror. Again, it's like you don't want to see like a whole, you know, theater of people reflected back in that mirror. It's going to shatter your... Also, also your lighting design will be all messed up. You're you're picking up this mirror and like a light shoots shoots around. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys read about Thespis? I did read about Thespis. Taking it back to Greek mythology times with superstition. But Thespis was... um, a performer back in the Greek the Greek times, the olden times, and apparently was like, you know, from the Greek chorus, like the first person to be like, I deserve to stand by myself and like stepped out of the crowd. And that's like what the lore is. But apparently, you know, in many, many, many theaters, the spirit of Thespis will like float in and fuck things up um, in like a similar way to Macbeth saying in a Macbeth. But it's like you don't even have to say anything to summon Thespis, that he's just going to fuck things up. He's just a little rapscallion. He's just a little rascal. Troll who deserves it all. Yeah. But if he was like the first, I mean, they named the craft after him. That's how good he was. That's how good he was. What's his problem then? 
that yeah. he's a micromanager and he needs to see, you know, the fruits of his labor to fruition. Mm. I almost feel like he would be considered a minor, minor god in some in some aspects. Like how, yeah. you know, people would do really good things and then they would become like they would have their own cult after they died or whatever. Yeah. And his cult just became theater actors. Yeah, it's like giving somebody a producer credit on a movie it's when exactly they don't do it. anything. You just mm-hmm. want them to feel good. <laughs> I was thinking today yeah. about yeah. how like the one good thing about being deaf would be you would never have to suffer through bad acting ever again. You can see it you in their face. You still see it, yeah. No. Yeah, watch this. Uh, have you this. watched Paul T. Goldman? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I can ascribe that to like, <laughs> oh yeah, she's like real frustrated right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was proposing to somebody. So. Oh, mm. so sorry, Wade, you Jokes failed. On you. Well, it doesn't matter because I was reading the subtitles, so I didn't even look at your face. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do we want to talk about break a leg versus good luck? Oh yeah. Um, is it? I always get those flipped. Is it that you cannot say good luck, but you can say break a leg? Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. I read so many different reasons as to why yeah. that is. Yeah, there's too many. They but. all too claim many. that they're the reason. <laughs> of course. Like any true What's theater What's the most person. intriguing one? Oh, that um, that uh, a lot of actors wanted, if you wish them the opposite. Uh, so like when you say good luck, you're wishing them good luck and then something bad happens. So if you're saying like break a leg, you want them to break their leg. That's right. like the opposite of good luck. But then there's also like, you say break a leg because you're hoping to get into the cast. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There was even a song, <laughs> there was even a, a song in the producers called It's Bad Luck to Say Good Luck on Opening Night. Oh, yeah. How that was that talking again? about. Um, but that cast thing is. is <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, and I was like, the yeah, understudy. We don't need this on tape. No. <laughs> the casting is bullshit because we didn't cast like a. Like a leg cast and a a cast of a play. Those, They're different. I doubt that anyone ever called a cast a cast at the same time as they I'm were calling a cast a cast. It's one of the 50 reasons yeah. why people say break a leg. Yeah, I My like, job here is to question everything. I like so the idea I'm just saying that like, ca- cast seems like a contemporary term. All right. They used to a, a say cow. break a leg to yeah. bow. It was like the term for bowing. Mm. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I didn't hear that one either. I feel like so many of these come from the fact that like theater people are so moody. So I'm sure like in one instance, somebody was like, hey, break a leg. And it's like, hey, don't you fucking say that to me. You know, it's Excuse bad me? luck to say it. You know, you're supposed to say good luck, motherfucker. Good, and like, good it's luck. Like the emotional power balance has been shifted. My whole life has that. led me to this part, and you're right. telling me to have good yeah. luck? Yeah, exactly. I don't need luck, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. What I do like, uh, again, in this area is um, the superstition of, like, you can't give flowers before the show. Oh, yeah. It's presumptuous. Then, yeah, it's presumptuous that it's going to go really well. Um, and then what I really like is the tradition of giving like funeral flowers at the closing of a show because it was like a living, breathing thing. I know that like part of the origin lore of it is that like, you know, theater people were so poor back then, back in the old timey times that they would like steal funeral flowers from like real funerals and like give it to, you know, cast when they were wrapping a show. Don't know about that, but I do like 
you know, like here's a big bouquet of funeral flowers yeah, because don't say you created Macbeth, something. But definitely take these ghosts' flowers. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it belongs to the ghost. Unfinished business is mostly just flower chasing. <laughs> yeah, what that's why there's so many ghosts back then. If why only. flowers at all? Take some burgers. Because I think... I mean, you can't like take burgers off of a dead person. You can you buy can't me get burgers. Free burgers. I'm not. I'm not saying you should take burgers. They're off saying the, the flowers were free, Wade, because they took them off of graves. Right. Burgers were probably free back then. Sometimes no, you get weren't. a really chill ghost, they and they're like, "What am I going to do with those flowers? You can take them, but only in few instances." Yeah. 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 I just think flowers are a dumb gift, especially with now that I'll they've uh, they have flowers. like individual yeah. prices. Like I imagine when flowers. Uh, you know, back in back in this time when they're talking about taking flowers from the th- gravestones for the end of the show, like most of the flowers they got were picked from yeah. either their own garden or yeah. from walking around. I just imagine, couldn't you just jaunt out into the forest and find some dandelions? Sure. Why are we arguing the logistics of how they're getting the flowers? <laughs> I don't know. I, but I thought you were going to go. Stupid. Well, flowers are stupid, but my reasoning for it is that, like, it's just it's a gift that, like, the joy of that gift lasts like thirty minutes, maybe, yeah. and then you're just watching something decompose in front of you. Oh, yeah. it's so artistic. It's so yeah. theater. The yeah. theater of a flower. Can you imagine? Yeah. And if you have pets, they're going to eat it, and then you're going to worry about them getting sick. And oh, is this flower? Make yeah. my cat's dad dead. Right. Then I'll have to. Someone's then I'll have to give the cat flowers, and the cycle just continue on. What if you went to a show and it closed, and you're like, "Didn't I just bring those flowers to my <laughs> freshly dead mother?" You look at the card, and you're like, "This is my handwriting. <laughs> you gave these to me. I bought them. All right. Well, yeah." <laughs> I also like um, in the line of this good luck thing. There's this whole thing about the Australian. Um, theater version of good of good luck which which is chukas Ooh, chukas yeah, i saw chukas it, like what the fuck it may be due to the belief chukas. that among some dancers that say break a leg might actually result in broken bones so according to one oral tradition one company would check audience numbers and if there weren't that many people in the seats the performers would get paid in bread but if the seats were full then they'd have chuk which is australian slang for chicken for dinner Therefore, if a house was full, a performer would call out, Chook it is, which uh, became abbreviated into Chookas, which is now uh, used by performers prior to a show, regardless of the number of patrons. Chookas. They call breakfast brekkie. They call sunglasses sunnies. Chookas. Is there anything they can't do? Right Throw a chicken out the lobby. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I... I like that most of these stem from like a peasant era. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know why I would want to be an actor at that point. Oh, well, there's gosh. my there's my burger analog right there. Just bring bread. Don't bring flowers. If these actors are starving and they're only going to get bread or maybe chicken if it's sold out, bring some bread. Okay. You no one is on board with this. You don't understand what I'm saying. This is a completely rational thing. You can I mean, eat bread. Yes, but like I just can't. I can't make my time machine go back to that like, era. I agree with you, but like uh, too late. Right. In a way. Wait. That are does you guys thinking with, like, that I think that I can dinner? change time? <laughs> <laughs> and that you're still here? Chukas. <laughs> Chukas. Just take a chuka. Move on. Yeah. Do you guys walk under ladders? No. Only to prove that I'm so tiny. <laughs> Wink. Oh. 
Look, I fit under this extra Aaron bar, this safety under, bar. Aaron can walk under step ladders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a mouse hole in the house I sometimes I, dive I, into. I don't walk <laughs> under ladders. Got any cheese? <laughs> I'm not Urkel. <laughs> I don't walk under ladders for like a superstition thing. It's just like logistically, it could crash under on me on, at any time. So exactly. it's more. It's a that. dumb superstition. There's Paint so many other places can fall to on walk. Your head. Yeah. That's why there's scaffolding now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you tonight? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm totally everything I'm saying is completely at correct. Our, at the last place I worked on, like I don't believe in a lot of superstitions, so like I always walk under ladders to like watch Taunt. people freak out about uh-huh. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh we had this extra ladder and they didn't know what to do with it, so I hung it up over the door that you walk oh, into backstage. No, really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like everybody's walking under the ladder, look up. That's the year that that grip killed himself. <gasps> what? <laughs> I'm just—it's a bad joke. That was a terrible joke. That's I'll hilarious. Back though. Immediately. That's that's hilarious. Lily, did you work on Rust? You, <laughs> <laughs> you put that, it in front yeah. of the prop door. <laughs> that's great because you like instantly out people for like how superstitious they are or how intense they take this. Yeah. And you've tricked them into. So like, I walked in her line. I'm like, that's that's bad luck. I'm like, you did it this morning. And they're like, what do you mean? Ah, look up. I love that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. That's so funny. And I mean, it's so me. If you look under so this mean. rug, it's all the mirrors that you stepped <laughs> all the way in. Kish, yeah. Kish, kish. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, that's also like just a great like time killer for being on set. We love that. That's yeah. good. What do you guys think about the uh, bringing a pet on set is bad luck? A pet on set is bad luck. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I've seen and been in enough uh, productions of Annie. I think it's bad luck for other reasons because it pisses everyone off. Is there a, <laughs> is there an animal in Annie? Yeah, Sandy, the dog. Doi. Doi. I don't know if it's is a it doi. Annie's dog. <laughs> I know. I don't either. Like Annie's who the dog. fuck is Sandy? <laughs> Annie's dog. Does does she, has a does dog? she have red hair? Yeah. She's an orphan and she has a dog. Yeah, she found it in the streets. <laughs> it's an orphan too. That's why it's a cute couple together. There's a whole song about Sandy the dog. What kind of dog is it? Um, traditionally. It's like, I don't know, dog some breeds. Mutt. It's a, some mutt of like a terrier it's type. It's not a Dalmatian, of. so that's good. It's a sandy colored. Does Mr. Like Bigglesworth Toto. let the dog come? Is that his name? Mr. Biz- Bigglesworth? It's a hairless no? cat from no. yeah. bald, bald. Bigglesworth? It's not Mr. Bigglesworth. No. Nope. Nope. Mr. Wor- Worthington? It is not. I'm getting close. Oh, close yeah. What? Uh, wait. Just, I can I'm get not it. even going to get it. I, I know. This is entertaining. This is really fun. Wadlington? Um, no. de- you should definitely have Worthington? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this will be great. Not, Warbucks. Not for the first Warbucks. episode, though. <laughs> yeah, not for the first one. I'm just setting the tone. Does Danny Warbucks let the dog come? Danny Warbucks? Danny. Oh, my gosh. Oi, oi, oi. No. No, absolutely not. I can't tell if you're, if you're just making this up to be funny. Or if Danny really... Warbucks is like Gen Z reboot of Annie, Annie 2. You know, like just weird pop songs in her spurs. That's what that feels like. Oh, I love and that. I will buy a ticket. I am going to write down Danny Warbucks because that's making me laugh. <laughs> and then in a week, you won't remember. You're just going to be like, why did I write Danny Warbucks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you guys read about um, the, I forget which theater it is in New York on Broadway, 
Um, but the owner of that theater allegedly haunts it. But I feel like that's a story every Broadway theater talks about. Foxwood Theaters? No. no. It starts with a B. It it's is. not Biltmore. But it's like it's like something like that. But what a sweet gig for a ghost, right? Belasco. Like, Belasco, yeah. Oh. To yeah, like yeah. have your forever life be watching, you know, Hamilton or watching How Sixth important the Musical. Are these ghosts? I don't know. What do you mean, how important? Answer the question. Muy <laughs> importante. <laughs> I just love that a, like someone was so important in their life that they live on in this in, in a spot. To I like, think it's just that they're so proud. Like, you know, we talk about people not being ready to move on to their next like phase when they yeah. die and they yeah. get stuck here as a ghost. Some people I just think are like, I made this and I want to see this succeed. So I'm going to fucking haunt these halls. So yeah. my life is in a loop because always, the halls think, are, exist yeah. forever. Yeah. I don't think haunting is like, now I'm fully like believing in ghosts when I say stuff like this. <laughs> I don't think haunting is about petulance um, as most people categorize it as like m- most of the time. I think it can be like a legacy based thing of like, if you create something that lives on, your name is on the marquee and it's changed so many lives. Anyone that's performed on that stage, it's changed their life. Some people in the audience has changed their life. Like that's your lasting legacy. I think that that would be a tether that would keep you to the living life. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can, I can lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy we that. We don't want legacy. And if we don't get it, maybe that's where the petulant, like, like you know, you, haunting it's comes so from. important that you can't even look behind you, which is like the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> but then, now, okay, going even deeper to ghost stuff, like, do you believe that ghosts um, are on, like, a loop, you know? Sometimes you'll hear stories about, like, that sort of, like, unfinished business is just, like, a loop of activities that they can't like break out of. Like, going down the stairs, like, every yeah. Friday or something. Sometimes I'll hear stories like that. I kind of, like, uh, think that maybe it could be some kind of, like, an existence echo. Mm-hmm. Where it's like not conscious, it's just something that always happened. What yeah. is what is us about though? <laughs> we gotta wrap it up. Um, we'll talk about, about this in the morning. We'll talk five about minutes us in the to more. go. You're like, tell we me. We got one minute to go. Oh, okay. so let's wrap it up. Uh, do some plugs first. Yes. Um, I <laughs> am on Twitter and Instagram at Julia Prescott on both. And my upcoming podcast is the worst plays in the world. You can find that on Acast, maybe hopefully. Um, and iTunes and other bullshit like that. And and that's about it. Thanks for being here. You're going to stick around and do the bonus. What's the bonus? Oh, we're, we're just going to keep the conversation going, but we get dirty. I rub thought rub. I told you about it. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, this is a two hour commitment. Oh, is it? Yeah. You didn't know. You can leave if you want to. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. Patreon.com slash real life sci-fi. Do you guys real quick want to say anything? Uh, you know, like like everything that I believe in, quote unquote, like I feel like, um, I know, I know. Uh, He's panicking. Beliefs are strong enough to, are they strong enough to manifest things that other people don't believe in? Maybe. Read your Shakespeare. <laughs> We got stickers. Oh, yeah, look. We got stickers. We got sci-fi. Two bonus episodes a week. And stickers. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Good night.